This strange but true story featured on this podcast contains details some people may find unsettling. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Chaya Samuel and things are about to get weird. Hello there, thank you so much for being here today for episode 51 of Things Are About To Get Weird. I hope you're all well and that 2024 is being good to you so far. Thank you all so much for your amazing feedback on our last full episode all about the Dyatlov Pass incident. Although it's absolutely fascinating, it was such a heavy and tragic case that I decided we had to keep things a little bit more lighthearted today. A while ago now, one of our brilliant listeners, Alex, asked whether I'd ever cover some of the weird predictions that have appeared in one of the most legendary animated series of all time, The Simpsons. And I thought, today was the perfect opportunity to do so. Not only will I be talking about the confirmed strange parallels that have come up between the show and real life, but I'll also be getting into some of the misinformation that has spread over the past few years, through things like viral social media posts pointing out apparent Simpsons predictions that never really happened. Are the Simpsons writers really modern-day Nostradamuses? Nostradami? Anyway, you get what I mean. Please do excuse any background noise you hear, we are currently experiencing Storm Isha in the UK, and she's definitely making her presence known outside my window. But without further ado, let's jump into it. The story, not the storm. I feel like anyone who uses social media even relatively infrequently will have seen at least one post over the years talking about the latest real-world event that seems to have been previously featured in The Simpsons. In my view, whilst there may have been some posts floating around the internet before this, it seems that the catalyst for the popularity of this content was Donald Trump's candidacy in the 2016 US presidential election. From the moment he announced he would be running for office, Fans of The Simpsons immediately noticed that this very same plot twist moment had been featured in an episode that aired in the year 2000. Bizarrely, the episode in question was, at the time, only the second instalment of the cartoon to be set in the future. In fact, it was actually entitled Bart to the Future. This exact, highly publicised setup would be played out in real life 15 years later, when he announced his bid to be the next President of the United States. Now, of course, when these events actually did transpire, many people were eager to proclaim that it was one of the most amazing coincidences ever, but just in the interest of fairness, I did want to point out that in the year 2000, Trump did wage a failed political leadership campaign for the Reform Party, where he actually ended up withdrawing from the race. So there's every chance that this inspired The Simpsons when it came to that storyline. I do admit that it all coming true a decade and a half later is pretty scary though, for more reasons than one, but let's not get into that now. But what this all set into motion as far as the predictions are concerned is that people were now on the lookout for future examples, as well as more motivated to look back and see if any previous cases could be found, and found they were. After the Higgs boson particle was discovered by scientists at CERN in 2012, the knowledge that this afforded the physics world led to another Simpsons prediction being spotted. This time, it was from the 1998 episode The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace. 
The overarching storyline in this episode involved Homer Simpson embarking on a career as an inventor, and at one point he writes out an equation on a chalkboard. And what did this equation show? Science author Simon Singh gave an interview to the Independent newspaper where he explained, quote, that equation predicts the mass of the Higgs boson. If you work it out, you get the mass of a Higgs boson that's only a bit larger than the nanomass of a Higgs boson actually is. It's kind of amazing as Homer makes this prediction 14 years before it was discovered. How wild is that? Simon Singh actually wrote an entire book about it in 2013 entitled The Simpsons and Their Mathematical Secrets and explained that, quote, The Simpsons is the most mathematical show on primetime television in history. A lot of the writers on The Simpsons are mathematicians. So, like in the previous Donald Trump example, there is some level of rationale as to why the predictive scenes were included in the show in the first place. But again, the accuracy is pretty astonishing. Then, there was one that I actually remember drawing a comparison with at the time myself, as the episode it concerns was one that I had on a videotape as a kid in the 90s. In the 1994 feature, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, there's a part where lunch lady Doris is shown preparing meat that comes from a container labelled assorted horse parts. When the 2013 horse meat scandal swept through the UK and made me happier than ever to have been a vegetarian since I was a kid, this episode was the first thing I thought of. Thinking about it now, that scene used to gross me out so much that I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the things that made me want to be a vegetarian in the first place. Hmm, that's quite weird to think about, actually. So, I mentioned that Bart to the Future was the second flash-forward Simpsons episode. Well, the very first one was called Lisa's Wedding and aired in 1995. In this instalment, we see Lisa's future partner, Hugh, wearing something strikingly similar to what we'd know as a smartwatch in the current day. It was even a fairly similar shape to the Apple Watch, although it did feature a kind of lid or a hinged casing on it. If we go back even further to an event shown on The Simpsons in 1993, which came true in real life 10 years later in 2003, we see a fictional magician duo performing an act which ends in them being attacked by a tiger. It's widely believed that this animated pair were based on two real Las Vegas performers, Siegfried and Roy, but at the time the episode was released, no one thought too much about it. However, during a show of theirs in 2003, Roy was in fact attacked by none other than a white Bengal tiger. He was left partially paralysed by the incident and it largely spelled the end for their careers. Just as an extra odd coincidence in this story, the attack, which could have easily ended Roy's life had the tiger not been enticed away from him after already causing some significant damage, happened on his birthday, the 3rd of October. Just to put anyone's mind at rest, the tiger involved was not euthanised afterwards. Roy actually made sure that he wasn't. Despite everything, he still loved the animal. After all, the tiger was only behaving like the wild animal that he was, and many would argue that he shouldn't have been used in the show in the first place. Very, very strange. 
Anyway, just a year after the tiger attack scene in 1994, the Simpsons episode Lisa on Ice appeared to predict the advent of autocorrect of all things. I think this one is so specific and so weird. So in the early 90s, Apple released a product called the Newton, which was kind of like a handheld digital assistant, if you will. In this episode, it shows two of the Springfield Elementary School bullies using the device to try and make a note to quote, beat up Martin. But instead of accurately recording the message, it instead corrects it to eat up Martha. When Apple eventually released their autocorrect feature in 2007, it became an almost instant running joke that messages would be constantly ruined by it, with meanings being changed entirely, sometimes with embarrassing consequences. I'm sure we've all been there, it's okay. An article by Time magazine actually references comments made by Apple's former director of engineering for iOS applications, who confirmed that this Simpsons episode link hadn't gone unnoticed. He said, quote, If you heard people talking and they used the words, eat up Martha, it was basically a reference to the fact we needed to nail the keyboard. We needed to make sure that the text input works on this thing. Otherwise, here comes the eat up Marthas. Brilliant, I love it. One of my personal favourite predictions, which really is quite something, was all to do with the 2016 recipient of the Nobel Prize for Economics. In a split-second clip from the 2010 episode Elementary School Musical, Milhouse guesses that a man named Bengt R. Holmstrom will win the coveted prize, in a kind of sweepstake that him and a couple of the other kids are involved in. Whilst Holmstrom didn't win in 2010, he would go on to win that exact prize in 2016. I would love to know what he himself makes of this, I'm going to have to do a bit more research later. And really, the list goes on there are numerous other examples from the 90s, 2000s and early 2010s, but I wanted to move on to a few of the more recent ones. Post-2016, there have been several major events that eagle-eyed Simpsons fans have called out as possible new instances of these now infamous predictions. In 2019, the team behind The Simpsons released a parody song on their YouTube channel called West Wing Story, which featured a sing-off between Donald Trump and a number of other US politicians, which Trump ended up losing. At the end of the clip, it shows a lineup of his opponents, and standing next to one another are none other than Biden and Harris. This was before they announced that they would be running mates in the then-upcoming presidential campaign, and obviously before they subsequently won. Simpsons animator and director David Silverman actually made a jokey reference to this moment on Twitter after the fact, and tagged writer and producer Al Jean in his post before asking, quote, did we predict future again? There was also much fuss made of the fact that at their inauguration, Kamala Harris appears to be wearing an outfit that looks strikingly similar to the one Lisa Simpson wore in that Bart to the Future episode, when she finds herself sitting in the Oval Office a purple suit with a necklace featuring large pearls. What's even more wild is that one of the lines of dialogue Lisa says in that episode whilst dressed in the outfit notes that she has, quote, inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. 
Some have argued that this coincidence isn't that surprising in reality, as it's somewhat of a tradition for purple to be worn at inauguration events as a tribute to certain things the colour is associated with, like women's suffrage. But nevertheless, it's certainly noteworthy in my opinion. Another 2019 event that The Simpsons looked to have predicted all the way back in 1998 was the acquisition of the broadcasting company Fox by none other than Disney. This at least partially came true over 20 years later, when Disney bought the 21st Century Fox branch of the company. And it's another example of a blink and you'd miss it moment. There's a sign shown in the episode, When You Dish Upon a Star, that reads what was then 20th Century Fox, and underneath it says, a division of Walt Disney Co. Even back then, it was probably intended as a little bit of a joke about how much power Disney have in the entertainment world. Little did they know how much larger that would be today, so definitely an amusing one. We also have a prediction that links to one of my very favourite musical artists of all time, the one and only Lady Gaga. When Gaga voiced to the animated version of herself in a 2012 episode, she was shown flying through the air at a concert attached to wires in a stunning metallic outfit. Fast forward to Gaga's 2017 performance at the Super Bowl halftime show, those who remembered the Simpsons episode were quick to point out the similarities between her fictional stage show and this one. She famously glided through the air attached to wires at the Super Bowl, and her outfit was all metallic. I will say that this one is easier to make sense of, as there is every chance that Lady Gaga was inspired by her appearance on The Simpsons when planning her half-time show set, even if it was subconscious. But then, there are instances which, even though you technically could try to explain them away in the same fashion, it's kind of harder to do so. We're heading back to pre-2016 here, but it's worth it for this example. In the episode I mentioned earlier, Lisa's Wedding, we see a quick snapshot of the London skyline. Whilst the focus of the frame is Big Ben, with a digital clock face which clearly did not come true, or at least hasn't yet, viewers spotted something else lurking in the background which made them pay attention. Although the episode aired in 1995, the animation seemed to depict a very recognisable building which would not actually be constructed in London until over a decade and a half later the Shard. I think this is one of my favourite Simpsons predictions, because even though there's every chance it's just a coincidence, it's a pretty fascinating and really quite accurate one. As I said before, there are still many more examples left to cite, and as always, I'll be mentioning my sources for this story at the end, so do go and enjoy a bit of further reading about this if you like. It's such a compelling topic. But for now, I wanted to explore the darker side of The Simpsons predictions trend, for lack of a better word, because the more and more instances of real supposed predictions that came to light on social media, the more we started to see the spread of some fake or doctored examples too, while some of them, which began to circulate on platforms like TikTok, were fairly harmless and more of a prank than anything else, some felt rather more sinister and even malicious at times. One of the most prominent examples of the latter concerns the COVID-19 outbreak. 
Now, in some ways, I guess it wasn't entirely surprising that people would start looking back into the Simpsons archives to try and see whether something similar to the pandemic had ever been explored in the show, especially considering the series' track record with predictions. What was discovered and pinpointed by many online was a 1993 episode called Marge in Chains, which included a storyline about the spread of a disease called the Osaka flu, named after the city in Japan. Later on in that same episode, a new plague hits the fictional town of Springfield in the form of swarms of killer bees. Remind you of anything? Perhaps the so-called murder hornets that everyone freaked out about for a little while back in 2020? Well, despite the problematic nature of this virus connection, not only because people like Donald Trump insisted on calling COVID-19 the Chinese virus, but because people were then effectively lumping in two totally different countries in Asia with one another and saying, well, close enough, especially at a time where there had unfortunately been a sharp rise in hate crimes against people of Asian descent. This new comparison between the Simpsons episode and real life began to gain traction, but yet another problem with this example was about to emerge. Before long, a new element had been added to this supposedly new Simpsons prediction. A screenshot of the news anchor from the show, Kemp Brockman, reading a report with a screen behind him. And what was written on the screen? Coronavirus. Together with this snippet, we saw three stills from the Margin Chains episode depicting the virus being spread, originating from factory workers of Asian descent, no less. And the posts about this spread rapidly around social media. The thing is, that news anchor scene with coronavirus written out in a creepy font never existed. The original image was actually from a 2010 episode of the cartoon, and originally only showed the text divisible beneath the words coronavirus on the altered image. It actually said apocalypse meow and had a picture of a cat. But as we know, facts don't always matter to people in the online world, hence why the transmission of misinformation has become such a huge problem on social media in recent years. Whether people were trying to gain clout, shares or likes online by sharing this false yet timely Simpsons prediction, possibly even believing it was real but just not fact-checking it before clicking retweet, or using it as a way to fuel beliefs or quote-unquote pandemic conspiracies with horribly racist undertones, it really continued to do the rounds online. Luckily, there were platforms dedicated to setting the record straight on these fake posts. Websites like Snopes were very quick to dispel the rumour, but sometimes the sensational false story continues to win out over the truth. In June of 2020, yet another image appearing to be from The Simpsons went viral, this time showing the murder of George Floyd. Although the still scene had been created by an Instagram user, who didn't claim it had actually been from a real episode of the show when he posted it, that didn't stop others from sharing it around on the internet, claiming that this was another Simpsons prediction come true. Although I would imagine that fewer people believed this one. Nevertheless, in my view, it felt very inappropriate. Even though I don't believe the artist's intentions were bad as he was using it to call for justice for George Floyd, 
I just don't think it was the right call to create it in the first place, as the potential for it to be misused was just too high. One of the most recent hoax predictions concerned the death of Queen Elizabeth II. When the Queen passed away in 2022, a video clip went viral on TikTok that suggested her year of death had actually been correctly guessed by The Simpsons in the 2003 episode, The Regina Monologues. The episode in question did include the character of the Queen, as well as former Prime Minister Tony Blair and Sir Ian McKellen. In the TikTok, we see the cartoon version of the Queen standing in front of a wooden crate. On the crate, there's a label which appears to read 8.9.2022, the date on which she would eventually pass away in real life. The clip then cuts to a shot of her real funeral procession, before showing her animated self lying down as though in a coffin, with a plaque above her reading Elizabeth II, 1926 to 2022. The clip was posted by an account which, at the time of me recording this, has 1.9 million followers, and tends to post these very conspiracy theory-centred videos, often with hashtags like Illuminati. This hoax Simpsons video currently has over 29 million views. 29 million, that's just wild. And the comments seem to be fairly 50-50, with lots of people calling the video out for being doctored, but many others seeming to still believe it's true. I think it goes without me saying at this point, but neither scene was accurate. In the first clip, the sticker on the crate was never actually present, and the coffin scene was totally fake. In fact, many people believe that it was created from the same template as a hoax post that was made showing the Simpsons version of Donald Trump lying in a coffin. This image was also shared on social media, with users asking, did the Simpsons already predict Trump's death. Don't get me wrong, there absolutely are creators on apps like TikTok who are calling out these false claims, but the problem is that these fact-checking videos don't get anywhere near the likes of 29 million views a clip. When you think about the wider implications of things like this, it can tend to feel quite bleak. It really wouldn't take that long to disprove. A couple of minutes of Googling would probably do the trick, but especially on platforms like TikTok, it's so easy to view something, take it at face value, leave a comment, maybe even share it with someone else in just a click or two, then scroll onto the next video and forget about it. But the consequence of that happening over and over again is that we suddenly have a video sitting at 29 million views and it contains completely false information. In this specific context about the Queen's year of death, Maybe the ramifications aren't severe, but it could easily be about something else, a contentious political issue or divisive current event. And when you think of it like that, it starts to become a bit more concerning. This could just be the journalist in me talking, I'm sure some people would argue that I'm overthinking this. But I think it's worth giving some thought to. So, after all of the information I've presented to you today, what do I make of it all? I kind of have two trains of thought, to be honest. Firstly, as many before me have pointed out when the debate about the psychic nature of The Simpsons predictions pops up, this show has been running for nearly 35 years. It's older than me. At the time I'm recording this, there have been 760 episodes, 
Not to mention The Simpsons movie and video games and comic books. Does the sheer amount of content that has been produced featuring the residents of Springfield mean that some coincidences with real life events are likely? Especially considering that the writers themselves have spoken about how they do try to look forward and try to make their episodes as timely and current as they can be? I think this is probably true to a certain extent. I suppose that at least some of the more political and pop culture predictions were probably based on some factual nuggets of information that the writers had in their back pockets. Then I think some were probably just genuine coincidences. The animation of the Shard in the London skyline, for example. As bizarre as it is, it's not out of the realm of possibility that there just happens to be an honest similarity between the drawing and the eventual real building that popped up. It's a very cool similarity, I think it's incredibly interesting and quite uncanny, but I can admit that although it's harder to explain away like I said earlier, it's still possible to accept that there's not more to it. The ones that really get me are things like the Higgs boson example. I'm sure any scientists or mathematicians that are listening would be able to debunk this one, but for me as a layperson, oh, I just find that one so enthralling. Maybe some of the Simpsons writers are geniuses, maybe they're time travellers, but in all seriousness, it's just weirdly fascinating, as is that outfit similarity between Kamala Harris and Lisa Simpson. I know, I know there are lots of ways to explain it, but I can't help but find it strange. At the end of it all though, I do think it's worth remembering that there's a lesson to take from the wider topic of The Simpsons predictions, and it's a reminder to always think critically when you're presented with information online. If something looks a bit too good to be true, or a little too coincidental, a couple of minutes of extra research is always a good idea before clicking that share button. And with that, I'm off to re-watch some of my old favourite Simpsons episodes. Episodes. Who knows, maybe I'll spot a new prediction of theirs along the way. But not before my outro bits, of course. That was such a fascinating topic to research. I'm so glad that this one was suggested, so thank you again to Alex. If there are any other Simpsons predictions that you find particularly intriguing that I didn't manage to cover today, do let me know as there are bound to be some really interesting ones I didn't get to. Of course, I would also love to know what you make of this topic in general, and I also think that any future examples of these Simpsons coincidences could be great additions to our Weird Fix mini-episodes, so let me know if you'd like me to keep an eye out for them. But for now, it's time to scoot on over to Weird Media. I am so excited for this one, it has really consumed my life recently. So here we go. Today, I knew there was no other possible thing I could talk about than this. I think I've brought it up in every conversation I've had for the past couple of weeks, and it's fair to say that I am obsessed. I'm talking about the BBC series, The Traitors. Series 2 specifically, as it's currently ongoing. Don't worry, I'm not going to give a single spoiler away in this segment. I'm more so going to explain what the deal is with The Traitors for anyone who has been curious about it. 
So essentially, 20 odd people get put together in a castle in Scotland. And at first, they're just them, they're just themselves, no labels attached. Then soon after, the host, Claudia Winkleman, secretly selects around three people to be traitors. The rest are known as faithfuls. The traitors know they are the traitors and they find out who the other traitors are. But for the faithful, it's their job to work out who the traitors are and eliminate them. So the traitors have to kind of act like faithfuls day to day so no one becomes suspicious of them. And there are daily challenges the whole group takes part in to earn money for their prize pot. Each night, the traitors can murder, i.e. eliminate, one player totally in secret. And the faithful that they choose finds out that they've been murdered via a letter in the middle of the night. Every evening before this murder happens, the entire group also sit around a big round table and they each have to nominate someone they've become suspicious of and accuse them of being a traitor. Traitor or not, whoever receives the most votes each night is eliminated and they reveal their true position in the game just before they leave. The ultimate objective is for the final faithful standing to have eliminated all traitors before the final day as in that instance, they will split the prize money between them. But at the very end, if even one traitor remains, say for example, there are two faithful and one traitor in the finale, the traitor takes all the money. I know all of that might sound quite confusing, but when you watch the show, it makes total sense. And the reason it's so fascinating is because it feels like an enormous social and even psychological experiment. It's like a study in human behaviour and deception and moral boundaries. And I am completely hooked. Is anyone else? Please let me know if you're with me because I could talk about it all day. I already know that when it ends, I'm going to be counting down the months and weeks until it's back on our screens. Right, time for the quick shout outs I like to do at the end of each story for the sources which help me in my research. We had a fantastic article from The Independent from September 2023 that was by Louis Chilton and Isabel Lewis. There was another great piece from Time magazine that was by Megan McCluskey, last updated in June 2020. There was a great rundown from joe.co.uk by Danny Jones, published in December of 2022. We had a piece from Forbes by Bruce Wiley from May 2020, and another from CBS News by Caitlin O'Kane, published in January 2021. The Snopes website was brilliant for fact-checking purposes. It's a real favourite of mine. In particular, there was an article by Dan Evan from June 2020. And finally, there was a great piece from Business Insider by Charissa Cheong from September 2022, all about some of the hoax predictions. I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts, so please do get in touch. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Things Are About To Get Weird. You should find both our main page and our private discussion group over there. On Instagram, we're at About To Get Weird, and we now have the same handle on Threads too. I'm totally over Twitter or X. I've moved the app off my phone's home screen. It's just not a fun place to be anymore, in my opinion. So if you'd like me to start 
start doing more on threads, just let me know. Please feel free to pop your thoughts and comments into the Q&A box if you're listening on Spotify. It's a great little tool and a quick review or rating wherever you listen is always, always, always appreciated if you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new installment of Weird Fix. So until next time, take care of yourself and others and keep it weird, but the good kind of weird. Thank you.